Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light. I'm Marco Sparks. And we are back, not for happy times. Uh, figured we should do podcasts because we lost Princess Leia. Boo. Lost her general. You know, when you texted me earlier today, you're like, oh, we should do Greedo. And I was like, why? And you're like, Princess Leia. And mind you, I had just woken up, so I hadn't looked at Twitter or anything. It being one in the afternoon at all. And I was just like, what do we got to say? You know, because like, I was just thinking, what, she had a heart attack? And, you know, I don't know how much we can really talk about there. But then I looked at Twitter and I was like, well, fuck. Yeah, that was a pretty cold response. I, you said, what are we going to do after five, that five minutes is over? Well, yeah, because I, like, I hadn't looked at Twitter yet. Damn. I, was, I was like, I, you know, at that point, from my knowledge, it's like, I don't know what to say. She's in, she, you know. She had a heart attack. She's in the ICU. We hope she gets better. But I mean, at that moment, it was like you were Kylo Ren just driving that saber right through me, man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh... Yeah, that was a shitty way to uh, start my day learning about that. I think I did the wise move. was just go back to bed at that point. I, I, I audited it. Serious, like fuck. I mean, I guess it wasn't. I don't know. It's not unexpected, but still, like, even though you, you know, seemingly had time to prepare for that, it still came as a shock, I suppose. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. Princess Leia, the General. Uh. Did a lot of script doctoring in the 90s. She was like the go-to script doctor. She, wrote, she had a strong... She had like a one-woman play. She wrote Postcards from the Edge. I mean... She wrote a lot of books. She just put out a book. Um, she she had a very interesting like 1980s film career. I mean, you know, somebody posted an article about her, her best scene from uh, When Harry Met Sally. Um, but I mean, she was in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Her... Her whole life is fascinating. I mean, I don't she's, want to harp on like her romantic history, but the it's man interesting. Man of One Red Shoe, wasn't she? She was in the Man of One Red Shoe. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she was in the Blues Brothers. She was briefly engaged to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, which boy. I'm just looking. I look at the Wikipedia article, and she's talking about how they got the rings, they got the blood test, everything, and then she got back together with Paul Simon. Her life contains that sentence. <laughs> About how she almost married Dan Aykroyd, but then she got back together with Paul Simon. That's intense. What What did the blood test have to do with anything? Like, make sure they you weren't used to have to get. Sister? You had used to have to get blood tests to get married. That was a big thing. Really? Yeah, I don't. I know. I did not know that. Yeah, huh. you'd always see that in movies and TV shows talking about getting the blood test and everything license. Wow, learn something new. But yeah, she she's a prolific writer of books and doing script doctor work. I mean, she has a great one-woman play called Wishful Drinking. It's a great title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Twitter's just depressing. It's like... Yeah. I mean... Well, it's... Nice to at see, least it's, but, it's honoring but, her. Yeah. Nice to see, but still depressing. Mm. I know she filmed for episode eight... Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see what becomes of that and whatnot. Like, I don't know. It would have been nice if uh, 
if each of the new movies weren't just like killing off a previous character, but that may be somewhat unavoidable now. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you do this? Like respectfully now that she's gone? I mean, it makes me really despise the ending of rogue one in retrospect. Yeah. You know, I watched that yesterday again, actually I watched for the second time, you know, this pre her death, but post her having that heart attack. And it was just very weird now to see fake young CGI Carrie Fisher. Like it definitely, it has, I don't want to say it's directly disrespectful because she gave her permission and all that and whatnot, but it, like it feels ghoulish. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they took some life from her <laughs> or something and now she's gone. Um, I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me that they would bring her in. I'm, I'm reading some of the nineties stuff. They would bring her in to like pepper up like female roles in the nineties. Like the nineties was still that out of touch and aware of it. <laughs> at least that they would bring her in. Like she did script work for lethal weapon three to like, like, like finish up like Renee Russo's dialogue. Did you, uh, did you read that thing that I retweeted where it was like her notes on one of the pages from empire? I, uh, I saw the picture quite a few times around the internet of just like the handwritten notes and stuff. I haven't mm-hmm. actually looked at it too closely, sadly. And it's basically um, just her completely rewriting a scene between her and Han, like when they talk about going to see Londo and Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back. And it's like all her changes are for the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that she's very self-possessed, you know, from a young age when she talks about uh, when she's 19 and doing a new hope and like the things that George is asking her to do. And like, there's no bras in space and all that stuff. And it's like, she's very well aware that this is not right. This is not okay. Well, she, she's a, like a child of Hollywood. She, you know, grew up yeah. getting babysitted by famous people. It's not like she's, you know, fresh into LA from the farm or something. Doesn't know how things yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Being Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, child would definitely do that too mm-hmm. um, yeah there's no bras in space okay george um i <laughs> it's funny one of the reasons <laughs> one of the many reasons i've never watched the holiday special is people talk about how she is obviously super coked up in it really yeah i've never i've never had a desire to watch it from what i have heard it's not like so bad it's entertaining it's just bad and it's like you won't you won't enjoy watching this. You might think it'd be funny and ironic, but no, it, it's just painful. Yeah, yeah. And what did you get out of it, Boba Fett? No, thank you. Mm. Fucking Boba Fett and Life Day, which is celebrated like every three years, I think, on the Wookiee home planet or something. But you've also got Art Carney and B. B. Arthur, and it makes no sense to me. I mean, it's like a variety show. Yeah, basically. And uh, Chewie's kid, or his wife, or both, is named Lumpy. Oh, you know, the Lumpy, I'm pretty sure, was in the canon for a while. Um, yeah. Like in the Young Jedi Knights books or something like that. It was like Chewie's like, like nephew or something. Really? Or maybe, oh, the, maybe the nephew had a different name, I can't remember. But like, I'm pretty sure we, we went back and met Lumpy a few times. Hmm. She apparently did work polishing scripts for both the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles and the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Amazing. I'm going to guess George didn't use many of her notes for the prequels. <laughs> He's like, uh, Carrie, what do you think about just Anakin? You're breaking my heart. I wish I could just 
wish away my feelings for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of great articles out there. I mean, I, I saw the thing of Tina Fey about working with her on 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, she had uh, the the never go with a hippie to a second location episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough watching her in episode eight, just knowing it's. I mean, like you know when you watch like Heath Ledger, yeah, in, like yeah. Dark, or uh, even um, what's his face, uh, Anton Yelchin in the last Star Trek. You know, the thing is, I think out of all of them so far, Heath Ledger at least that was a real showcase for an actor. And also, I can't say uh, the same for Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> it was in makeup almost the entire time so it didn't it felt like a different character you know like it didn't really feel like you're watching heath ledger so it's gonna be weird to see carrie up there in episode eight yeah i mean i hope i hope it's a good last you know moment for us all to take away from her there are some rumors which i don't know do you want me to go into potential spoilers or fine with me there's a rumor that at some point early in the story, there's some sort of explosion that like puts her in a coma. So she may not be around that much. Hmm. Like the rumor is that uh, Lord Dern's character is playing uh, like a, like a Republic Senator or something like that. Maybe some sort of rival to Carrie Fisher. And that after, after princess Leia or general Leia is incapacitated, like Poe Dameron kind of like, takes up the torch for like her side of the, the ideology uh, that could be completely fake. Oh, that makes me really dislike Laura Dern's character. Mm-hmm. Her character is rumored to have pink hair. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I saw that uh, her daughter had a more beefed up role in the next one, which compared to how little her. her yeah. Was what does that mean? Exactly. One. Comparatively yeah. speaking. Yeah. When asked why she, why Princess Leia never got her own lightsaber, she says, "Even in space, there's a double standard." <laughs> oh God, it's too true. <sighs> Have you seen any of the like kind of spy photos or like behind the scenes like set photos that are out there of Episode Eight? No, not at all. Not really, except for the one you showed me where they had like lit up doorways in some old okay. city. Yeah, because they did a lot of filming in Dubrovnik. And like, there's all these people in costumes who appear to be dressed like space vampires. Like, they're in like these weird kind of tuxedo getups with like long black cloaks on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like, but it, it's something to, to see. Hmm. I liked, uh, I liked the thing of Ryan Johnson dressing down. Uh, the Canadian writer about the uh, prequels. Oh, that cheat here guy. Yeah, Devil's Advocate. It's a seven-hour movie about how how trauma can turn a, a sad person to a fascist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. I don't know. I think the frustration no. with the prequels is just that the execution could have been better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Johnson is. I'm. It's like Joss Whedon. I'm still waiting for them to fire him. Like he just seems like too good of a choice. Supposedly they're already going to be scoring soon. Cool. So, I mean, I guess they're ahead of schedule. 
Uh, we just thought the, the, one of the realest, greatest Carrie Fisher quotes of all time. This is from Wishful Drinking. Resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. <laughs> that is a great line, yeah. God damn, she's so smart. I mean, and and what I love about her is she is so complex and interesting because you can take that bit of wisdom and compare it to – and I, I, I challenge you to go enjoy those videos of her and like Oscar Isaac – at like the uh, red carpet interviews and stuff like that, where she's mm. clearly like wasted and having a great time and she's fucking earned it. Yeah. She was super funny on those red carpet videos. Well, I mean, it's like, she stopped giving a fuck like a decades ago. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's earned it. She's having a hell of a life. I mean, she's an incredible role model for everything we've mentioned so far. I mean, for like just being a mental health advocate. Um, and like kind of lifting some of the stigma on people dealing with that. And she's Princess Leia. Yeah. Not only a princess, we got to kick a little ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took over her own rescue because Han and Luke had no plan. <laughs> Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? So you you didn't see uh, Rogue One again? I take it. No, I didn't go see Rogue One again. I, yeah. I don't. I can't say it gets any better on second viewing. I'm utterly shocked that you did. Yeah, I figured I should see it one more time in a better theater. Like the one we saw it in was kind of small, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's also full of douchebags. Yeah. But that's that's the American theater today, or the American cinema. Yeah, it did feel especially weird seeing her CGI at the end there. Yeah. I wonder, like, if she, like, touched up, like, Leia's dialogue for any of the, the new movies. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they would have let her, but she might have tried. I hope she tried, yeah. Uh, it's sad news here in the past. Princess Leia. Yeah. I keep saying Princess Leia. I want to call her General Leia now. Yeah, she's she's both. You know. Mm-hmm. I think part of her appeal is that she can be a princess and also a general. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to pick one. True. True. But I don't know. Do you want to talk about episode eight at all? Sure. Try to. See the light in the darkness here? Well, we'll get to see her at least one more time. Hopefully it's not just her like getting blown up in, in a coma for the whole movie, but we shall see. Do you remember like when the rumor there was a rumor that in one of the, the post-prequel special editions we were going to get a shot of uh, Jimmy Smith's on Alderaan being like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> what's that shadow? Yeah. And I think about like the shot they did of like the one Republic planet right before the Star Killer thing killed, and I'm just I don't want to see that shot of Princess Leia. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Man, well, we didn't get a trailer, obviously. So now it's a question of like when when will we get the title? Like I feel like Disney's not going to want to do anything right away and let Rogue One make its money, but like. I don't know. You figure by the end of January, it's kind of 
it's not going to hurt anything at that point to like get people talking about episode eight. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping we don't have to wait till the, the April, like the star Wars celebration convention for a teaser or anything. That's a long time. We may have you to, know, but. And the thing is, I don't know if I mentioned this or not when we talked about rogue one, but like the DC movie franchise, I feel like I'm actively rooting against because it just seems so terrible. And I, I'd rather see it destroy than like maybe 10 years. Somebody will do it right. That's just because you hate DC, you Marvel fanboy. Yeah, fuck you. Anyone who's ever said that. Um, but and that's, like, that's why you love the Dark Knight so much is you hate DC. Um, but like I didn't really like Rogue One all that much. But I don't want to see a Star Wars movie fail. <laughs> oh, it's making plenty of money. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, obviously not Force Awakens money, but I never expected to. Well, and it shouldn't make Force Awakens money. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of falls off after like the holidays, because I don't know. Like, I know there are some people out there like, oh my god, it's so dark. You know, spoilers. Everyone died at the end. But most moviegoers, I don't think they're like really like, oh, I want to go relive that downer of a movie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Death Troopers. What kind of like what kind of like title is that? Like if you're just like calling your mom and you're like, Mom, I got I got a promotion. Oh yeah, honey, what are you now? I'm a deaf trooper. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Okay. What, what and they had doing? like they made weird noises, they didn't talk. They talk like a different language. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they seem like leaner? They were taller. Like they hired a bunch of really tall, like big built guys. And okay. so yeah, they're they're just bigger. Although I could see how that would come off as leaner, uh, just by them being so tall. Well, I guess because also there's just more. I feel like definition to yeah. their you know, turned to black uniforms. Oh man, that credit guy! What a dick. Yeah, he's absolutely. got like a special rain poncho for his uniform and everything. Yeah, his cape was not impressive. Well, they cut out the shot of him like walking through the water. There was a lot of like stuff in that first trailer that was not in the movie. Yeah, like most of it. Well, like the the one shot where you see him, other than the cape shot in that first trailer, where he's like kind of in the center of a room. Uh, yeah, but that was not in there. Yeah, <laughs> the one that a million people photoshopped into Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, no, they cut out most of that uh, from the first trailer. Hmm. Hopefully, episode eight will not have that situation, or the trailer we get is more indicative of the move we're going to get and hopefully we'll get that trailer soonish oh my god who gets gary the dog like what what's going to happen uh, with gary fisher's dog I mean, probably her her family i'm sure billy yeah, lord yeah hope so mm. i mean title usually comes first should we right. get a title eventually for episode eight have any guesses as to the title I'm sure it would not be something I would have expected, you know? It's not going to be an ancient fear. God, I hope not. That's dumb. That is the dumbest title ever. Wasn't that also rumored for the for episode seven? Oh, yeah, because it's it's a reverse on A New Hope. Oh, yeah. It's it's not A New Hope. It's an ancient fear. Get it? It's like the reverse. God, it's so dumb. And that, that title has been around and bandied about forever. And it's like, dude, it's not going to be called that. 
Right. None of the movies are going to be called that. Because it makes no sense. I don't know. The Knights of Ren, something to do with them. Like, I'm always, I've been trying to think of like, because we know J.J. Abrams said that like, he put some stuff in The Force Awakens for Ryan Johnson. Like, Ryan Johnson wanted some stuff. And it's like, was the Knights of Ren one of those things? Hmm. With their weird melee weapons? Well, because they're such a small part of the movie. Like, you could easily have made that movie and just never mentioned that the Knights of Ren are a thing. Mm-hmm. And just said, like, Kylo Ren, like, adopted this new name. <laughs> but they specifically said, like, oh, no, there are Knights of Ren, and here's a flashback to all of them. And so that, it, if they weren't going to follow up on that, you wouldn't think they'd be in the movie. Even you, a master of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to say that was one of the last things they filmed, too, was mm. the, the force back. Hmm. Force back. So I feel like we have to see more of the Knights of Ren in this next movie. Just otherwise, they would have just cut it out. Like, they would have said, oh, it's simpler if you just cut this out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have... You have Luke now, so you could really go into the uh, uh, what the fuck happened at his school. Uh-huh. Uh, isn't there something? I, re- I guess I did read something, or maybe you told me about like uh, Ray has to like fight a sea monster. That was uh, a rumor, uh, yeah, that Ray maybe fights a sea monster on on Octu. Octu baby. Yeah, planet Octung baby. That uh, that's where Luke is apparently the, the planet at the end there on the island. Mm. There's that book Bloodlines, I think it's called Bloodlines, um, where it takes place like within ten years of the Force Awakens. I can't remember the exact time period, mm-hmm. but like Kylo Ren, you know Ben Solo would have been a teenager at that point, and like it's all like it's all like it's a political book from Leia's perspective, where like Han shows up here and there a little bit. But it's mostly just her, like at the the new Senate and Chandrilla, and like Luke is just off with uh, Ben Solo the whole time. They never make an appearance, mm-hmm. and it's all like political machinations. And apparently, Ryan Johnson gave them certain things for that book, like as to like the political disposition of the various parties in the Republic and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you have to wonder what how that's going to influence you know because he, he asked for these things specifically including like a certain incident where like the senate is almost destroyed by a bomb interesting yeah the napkin incident it's where like Leia gets a warning on a napkin that there's like a bomb inside the senate building and like rushes to evacuate everyone before they all get killed and yet that sounds like it'd be a fun movie well, I know a lot of people like to blame J.J. Abrams for like the kind of political status where there's like a resistance and a republic and whatnot. But I mean, it's possible that that was all Ryan Johnson or just like the story group's idea. You know? Yeah. Because it sounds like Ryan Johnson wants this next movie to have an element of politics on the republic side to it. So it won't just be the resistance is what I'm guessing. I mean, especially if you're looking at some of those... Uh, the set photos and whatnot, like it seems like you're looking at kind of these upper crust people and these like fancy tuxedos and whatnot. Well, I mean, it, it makes a kind of sense. I mean, I believe the, 
General Hux's whole speech there on Starkiller Base is that you've got the Republic, and they don't claim credit for the resistance. Yeah. Because it's not affiliated with them. I mean, it made sense to me. Some people are like, just, oh my god, it's so confusing. But, like, after Starkiller Base destroyed the, a good chunk of the Republic, um, and the, <laughs> the Resistance blew up their planet, like, you would think that things have escalated. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if somebody nuked Washington, D.C., more than likely not all the senators or representatives would be there. So you'd still have some, you know, the government would be severely crippled, but it wouldn't cease to exist entirely. And there'd still be, you know, every state in the union would have all their own government apparatus. So it's not like suddenly there's just no government at all anymore. You'd you'd probably just get like factions forming and whatnot. Let me just throw out two words for a whole other podcast. Mm -hmm. Designated Pope. Whoa. (laughs) Um, I, I forgot about this. I had read actually coincidentally two weeks ago. That Carrie Fisher was the original choice for Miss Scarlet and Clue. Really? Yeah, yeah. I want to say it huh. might have been like a, a rehab situation that stopped that from happening. I mean, I did like Leslie Ann Warren that a lot, so it's hard to say. But that was she, interesting. Uh, she played Ringo's love interest in a Ringo Star TV special. <laughs> But yeah, one of one of my big hopes for episode eight is that at some point, if Finn and and hopefully Ray have to like go to some sort of like undercover, like an imperial ball or like uh, like high society function, yeah, like some sort of fish out of water situation, like I I am all over that. If they can find a way to work that in, I will love it. Like like Star Wars espionage. Yeah. But and then a little bit of a fish out of water, you know, like neither of them know the proper etiquette for like fancy pants society because he's a stormtrooper and she's a scavenger. Mm-hmm. I would think that you would almost have to have uh, Poe there as like the oh, more yeah. polished one, you know. Oh, Poe po in a tuxedo. Yeah, white tuxedo. Oh, 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 here's the thing. The three of them are in the van outside and like Poe's like, are you the van? The you mean the spear? Yeah. yeah, they're like, he's like, listen. I'm gonna go in in my tux, and I need I need primo arm candy, and so Ray's just like oh, I'm not wearing a dress, and he's like I wasn't talking about you. Oh. And it's like it's Kim and Finn arm and arm walking to this thing. That would be glorious. Oh man, portions of the internet would be so mad. It'd be so wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I just. But the, uh, you know, I maybe a bit to... where they're wearing like the masquerade masks and like Ray and Kylo Ren bump into each other and they Ooh. have to pretend. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Anytime Star Wars can do a little bit of espionage and eyes wide shut. He's like, oh, hello. I don't recognize you. The, the password is Fidelio. <laughs> but I, I hope that they'd steer into the those motherfuckers with the dump Star Wars hashtag and all that. I want Snoke to just be like, Everyone knows I've given millions in charitable donations. <laughs> I guess, oh, another rumor came out that apparently they're doing Snoke as a puppet this time. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's like going to be like seven feet tall or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like. That's, um, that'll be an interesting kind of reversal from the prequels. <laughs> I mean, I guess my impression with Snoke was that they didn't, like, they couldn't come up with a look they liked. 
Yeah. And like they were just constantly trying new designs and they just didn't like any of them. And so the one we got at the end was kind of like, all right, fine, we'll go with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know someone had asked, uh, what's his name, Circus, if like he would play the character like in makeup. And he had kind of said he had interesting, you know, facial structure. You couldn't really do that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you could do it some kind of weird puppet thing. I think it's supposed to maybe be like very slender, like something where like no human body would would be able to look that thin or something and tall. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, if we could get some sort of uh like imperial debutante ball that they all have to go to undercover, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first order does weird balls. I mean well, there's a there's one set or not set. Um, it was like an outdoor thing, where like somebody took with like a drone from Pinewood, where it's like some big floor that looks very it looks very Coruscant like prequel ish like in its in its design, mm-hmm. you know, like or like Naboo kind of you know like it looks it looks like fancy and new as opposed to like typical Star Wars kind of you know older worn down. Hmm. Hmm. And they built a ton of stuff for Octu as well. Like they built a bunch of sets and they went out on location and built a bunch of like weird little huts and whatnot. So seemingly that's a big location in the movie. I thought I read that like there's other there's like little creatures who live on that planet and like Luke's kind of their protector. That's a new rumor, yeah. That there's some weird little like Furby looking hesitate to use the word Ewok, but like small <laughs> sentient creatures who I've like befriended him or allow him to be there. I don't know what. Ryan Johnson's like, I need Ewoks. I need them. I, 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 I could totally see Ryan Johnson being like, I'm going to, I'm going to put Ewoks in this movie. And you're going to like him type of thing, you know, like, or, you know, the concept at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be a very, a very bold, like swing for the fences type of script. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, if, if people give J.J. Abrams so much shit for Force Awakens. It's like he did exactly what he was supposed to do with that movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. That was not the movie to try to bring back Ewoks. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at screen caps from like one of her appearances in Colbert. I love that she brought the dog. Oh, she brings the dog everywhere. And I, I just love that she knows that she is as, she's a big enough get that like they can't say no to the dog. Right. You know, she's like, Oh, you want me to do a uh, press for star Wars? That's fine. I'm bringing my dog. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to Gary's gets his own chair and he's just going to sit there with his tongue out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he also gets his own dressing room. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. His writer says no brown. Evidence. <laughs> oh God. 2016. It's a fucking monster. Yeah, right after George Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find a little link to a bunch of photos I can send you. Some of this stuff looks pretty wild, like these outfits and whatnot. Oh, apparently Ryan Johnson showed up at some, I don't know, it was like a film fest or what. Something where like he had the, the crowd like do examples of like cheering or booing and hissing and he recorded it on his phone and said it would be in the next Star Wars movie. Huh. 
he seems like an interesting guy. He seems like a real interesting outsider choice to this big Hollywood blockbuster thing. I mean, like Looper was not like what I would call like the mega blockbuster that would necessarily make me think he would go and do a Star Wars movie. I mean, I've enjoyed all of his movies. Um, Did you ever read the uh, Timothy Zahn like Vision of the Future, Spectre of the Past books? No, I think that was one of like the whole it was the whole mystery of whether or not. Um, uh, uh, Thrawn's Thrawn was live, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's there's a whole bit in that where like Luke and Mara Jade are trapped on a planet, and there are a bunch of weird little like they're kind of like these like leathery bird creature things that are only like a foot tall. Like it made me mm-hmm. think of whatever these like myth- rumored characters are uh, in Episode Eight. Like I could totally see Ryan Johnson having read that book. You know, I don't know who knows whether or not it'll be anything similar to that or not. But like Ryan Johnson seems like the kind of guy who probably read a shitload of the old EU books. He's about that age. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. These look like, uh, like, like Amish, like monk tuxedos. <laughs> well, if you keep scrolling down, because there, there's a bunch of, uh, these are like telephoto shots into Brevnik. From uh, when they film stuff, you can see people with like weird hairstyles and like blue hair and stuff. Like like Hunger Games, Capital City type of shit. Yeah, and like these weird tuxedo looking things. Like I want it, this might be Poe Dameron. I'm not sure if that's like a stunt double or what, but it's like they're jumping out of like a fancy new speeder with yeah. white gloves on. Yeah, I like the white gloves. That's a good look. Oh, I like this weird alien dude, like the bald. Oh yeah, the, the weird bald alien guy with like white hair, and he's got like a big ass medallion. It's like uh, like kimono tuxes. I mean, these are something. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, a sleazy seventies like pimp medallion. Yeah, it's like he's wearing like a seventies sure. pimp tuxedo with like a big cloak on. I mean, it, I can't wait to see how this looks in the movie. The only thing missing here is to like have like tufts of like chest hair popping out of that open. Seriously, sure. yeah, but that is definitely like a tuxedo shirt in a way. Like, yeah, it's just for a relaxing time. Make it. <laughs> oh, he's even got like the black and white shoes. Mm-hmm. And the the this... white gloves and everything. Like, this is gonna be amazing. Seriously, this guy is my new fucking hero. I want to know everything about this character. Let's I just want to know, like, is this going to be like, remember the the first thing they showed, or one of the first things they showed us from episode seven, where it was the the weird, uh, I think his name was Baba Joe, that like weird, like a little merchant uh-huh. with like carrying the thing on his back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh my God, like that looks amazing. And then like that, it's like in the background of one scene and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, will we see a lot of this guy or is this guy just going to be like, over on the edge of the frame one time. That's it. Oh, well, and then here's here's Ray and Finn, like, riding in, like, a space llama or whatever. Uh, The rumor is that that is Kelly Marie Tran, not Ray there. Oh. Yeah, they're riding, like, a space horse. But, like, uh, he's wearing the same uh, uh, Poe Dameron jacket. Looks pretty similar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're on a giant space horse. Like, that, that just looks fucking wild. I can't wait to see what this is. And they, they filmed a bunch of stuff on a boat too. They went out on like yeah. a big pleasure yacht out in the middle of the bay there and filmed a bunch of stuff. Oh, and here's one of the fucking princes. He's an asshole. With Mark Hamill. Oh, the the, the actual princess. Prince Harry. 
Yeah. Not a fan of the the royal family. Are you? I'm not against them. I don't know. I mean, Harry's a douche. Like we all know that guy's a chode, right? But I just I I just feel like they're a waste of time tourist attraction. Well, of course they are. Um, I think but, about but as an American, the, of course, we're required to be fascinated by English royalty. I, I wish that was the case for me. I'm more right now. I'm more fascinated by young poping. Um, I think about all the the economic concerns for for England and Brexit and all that shit. And it's like, how much money are you wasting on like this guy's love life? Well, I mean, they the the royal family makes money for them. They're like a big tourist attraction. Yeah, like I said, or they're not costing you the government anything um i love this weird mountain structure that the falcon is parked oh are you down to the photos um where it's like out on the out on a coast somewhere yeah that's this crazy old tree falcon yeah oh the tree yeah that's all a set actually the one with the crazy tree yeah that's a set on on the pinewood backlot and if you look right behind the tree that is where, if you keep scrolling down, there's like this big open area that looks like it's at like a forest like center. Yeah, it's like an amphitheater or something like that. Or like maybe a landing pad. I don't know. I mean, is this this tree and this mountain thing, is that supposed to be like Planet Octoon Baby? I believe so, yeah. That's what it looks like. Okay. I'm assuming the amphitheater is just something else. Yeah, they're just like right next to each other. But yeah, that crazy like fucked up tree. I mean, this is like. falcon. This is like where Ned Stark praised the old gods. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't wait to see how this figures in. I I need a trailer, goddammit. Yeah. I want to know what's up with these tuxedo dudes. I love like some of the stuff in Dubrovnik where they just added like fancy like like light I don't know, finishings around the doors and stuff and it's like it's, yeah. it, it's so perfectly Star Wars. It's old, it's sci- it's sci-fi. It's awesome. Well, and I, you definitely get the feeling they should have done a little more of this for the prequels rather than do like We'll just build it like all on us on in CG, you know, just like fill this in front of green screen and put everything in. Like, oh, there was some some Italian palaces and shit for there. Yeah, there for Naboo there was, but uh, their their general thing was they would build a very limited set and then add everything in. I really like and it's some of it's just technology advanced to the point where instead of doing that, they go shoot somewhere on location and then just change the background rather than like. So at least you're there, you know. It's like if you want something out in the field, you're out in the field. You're not just in a green screen, right? But it's 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 old. It's real. It's lived in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it helps the actors a lot. I just still crack up at the uh, uh, the, the set. People are like, "Oh, don't worry. We just have to build a set six feet tall, and the rest will be CG." And then yeah. they cast Liam Neeson as like eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> They're like, "Fuck." <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Wow, these pictures are just oh god, this one is fucking amazing. Did you see the one of like there's these weird I don't know I'm guessing these are like Republican police or I don't know like who yeah. they are yeah yeah with like the weird almost samurai hat helmets that they're wearing yeah yeah they remind me of um a little bit of the helmets that the ATAT guys would wear yeah yeah also the rebels though but they're all black white and gray the uniforms like yeah I could see that being first order I could also see that being like Republic or Karelian or, or whatever. There's a great just picture of like it's the ocean and like the two little islands in the distance and like uh-huh. it's a cloudy day. I mean that's a fucking beautiful photo. And then here's the still one of Luke in his cloak. The uh the turbulent sea. 
Is that yeah. actually Luke, or is that just like a blurry image of someone? Well, it's not a blurry. It's not a blurry image. It's 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 similar to the end of the Force Awakens, where it's just a guy in a cloak was back to you, but um, he's his gray cloak, and there's all these rock formations, and for a second he looks like he's one of them. Oh, maybe I missed that one. Nice yeah, stuff. it's it's right before the one of the two princes with their uh, their lightsabers. Prince Harry's got the Kylo Ren lightsaber. I just want to point out. <laughs> Well, he did dress up as a Nazi that one time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, Williams really lost his hair. Like, he's not even hiding anymore. Yeah, that uh, you got to embrace that. I feel like that was part of the rush for him and Kate Middleton to get married. was like, he still had kind of a little bit of comb over. Mm-hmm. I wanted Costanza to come in and tell him, like, <laughs> you got 18 months, and then the enemy will advance a position you can't defend anymore. Okay, yeah, now I see Luke. Yeah, I totally missed that. Like, yeah, there he is. That's an yeah. awesome shot. That's an amazing shot. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. He's like almost—he's not on the edge of a cliff, but he's like on this structure that's like near a cliff, uh, overlooking the turbulent waters. That's awesome. The fact that you could not see him at first is what makes yeah. it so brilliant. Yeah. Oh, here's a close-up of Miles Kanata. I guess Miles will be in the movie. I don't know how much. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what the future of Masconada is. Because, I mean, I could very well see her not returning after Force Awakens. Whoa, who was this droid guy with, like, uh, the monocle? Holy shit, oh, this no, guy's think... look is amazing. I'm not is this sure. Like a dummy? I, I think that might just be, like, a mannequin. Oh, this is I, totally a great I think look. That's, I think that's just, like, uh, the costume set up for someone else. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, if this character, like, showed up and he's, like, on Count Von Sprockets or whatever, yeah. he'd be like, okay. I'll buy that action figure. Yeah, these weird tuxedo things. This is gonna look so cool. Yeah, the, kim- the kimono tuxedo. I, that needs to become a new fashion thing. I just wonder. It seems like we're gonna spend some time on Octu. Like, is Ray gonna be there the whole time, or is she gonna still go get to come out and play with like Finn and Poe? Yeah, really. I mean, I I mean it's. So. Is she going to have to do like a whole training sequence where like Mark Hamill's like riding around on her back and she's yes. like lifting things up? Yes, she's doing backflips <laughs> with him on her back. He's just scowling at her the whole time. Meanwhile, Finn is riding around on a space horse. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up at parties in the nick of time. I feel like he's going to run in that party and just yell, get down! Everybody get down! Yeah. Yeah, really looking forward to this. Um, God, if we could get even a title by the end of January, just something. Give us anything to kind of direct our speculation, you know? All I want is for Lucasfilm on December 31st to have been like, let's try to get a little good news into what's left. Of 2016. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I don't know. That's a bit crass. I know. Debatable. I know they want this to be a Rogue One's time and all. I wonder, do you think they're regretting it all now, putting CGI Carrie Fisher in Rogue One? I, I, God, I hope they do. Let me just pop over to uh, what was his name? Gareth Edwards. Yeah. I wonder if he's got like a thing on Twitter where he's like all. Yeah. I'm sure they think it's a tribute. 
This is also not Gareth Edwards that I went to. It's some <laughs> sports guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we've run out of things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Sad um, Gary, day here for the podcast. Gary Fisher is one of the force now. All right. Well, oh my God! Can you imagine if like Carrie Fisher Force Ghost appeared to you and advised you on things? I feel like that's a that's a whole high concept for a movie. Mm-hmm. And my dreams come true. Yeah. Okay. Well, may the force be with you. Always.